What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Lost Lifting Talk. Today is a conversation that I had with one of my very own mentor clients on the journey of his own business. His name is Cade Howe, and he runs the company How Fit, where he coaches people online as his full-time career. He started the business just earlier this year at the beginning of 2020, and we had a very, very good conversation talking about expectations, talking about getting out of your comfort zone, talking about what it's going to take to put yourself out there in front of others, to get vulnerable, to talk about your story, to just become the person that ultimately you know that you want to become, but you know that it's going to take some uncomfortability to get yourself to that position. And I feel like that's where many of us find resistance is we have these big goals, we have these things that we want to achieve, but we end up in a position to where we're not quite comfortable getting uncomfortable. And so it stops us because there's that resistance there that's not letting us push through and do the things that we know that we should do and that we want to do because at the end of the day, maybe we're fearful of failing in front of others or we're just fearful of failing for ourselves even. But at the end of the day, the take-home message is if you aren't trying well, then you're already failing. And that's the important message to try to understand and the perspective that you have to build over time. So we have a really good conversation talking about our relationship, talking about how he ended up beginning to work with me and how I started doing some mentoring with him to help him with um, his own personal business, being able to develop it and different things like that. And I know I've mentioned on this before, but at the moment I am bringing on one more person to be a part of the mentorship that I run to where I get on calls with people every single week. We really deep deep dive into your situation, into your business, into what it is that you're trying to accomplish on how you're trying to help other people, what your messaging is, what your content looks like, um, how you want to structure your business, where you're currently going wrong in your business and how we can adjust those things to help you start creating the dream that you have for yourself. And I'm by no means a business coach, but I have done this myself and I have helped other people be able to do the same thing. And it's kind of a side project slash passion of mine that I like to do to be able to help other people people be able to learn how to build their own businesses that's able to help more people as well because then that's me creating more impact that's lost in lifting the brand being able to create more impact because I'm helping impact other coaches which helps impact their own clients to be able to help more people and it just turns into this domino effect of more and more people that are getting help that they need, which is something that I'm truly passionate about. And again, I'm, I'm no business coach. I'll never run a business coaching business. This is just a mentorship that I do on the side um, that I found success with, with a good amount of people so far. And so I felt like I wanted to come on and share a story of somebody who has in just in this year been able to build out a dream that they have for themselves in terms of being able to take their business online to become a coach, to be able to support themselves um, without having to have the nine to five job that so many people don't ultimately want to be doing for the rest of their lives. So like I said, I do have one position available inside of the mentorship. Again, it's only just one person. So um, you can get a hold of me via Instagram, DM there. We can have a conversation, see if you might be a good fit. We'll hop on a phone call, see if it's something that might work. I want to know where you're at, what things look like. And if you're somebody that I feel like I could help, we could talk about that option. If you're not, I'll be 100% transparent with you because at the end of the day, this isn't something that's for everybody and it's not something that I'm looking to scale or to grow. It's just something I'm looking to do small on the side because my main mission and my main 
goal with what I do is to help people with their fitness and nutrition. This is just something that I enjoy that's kind of a hobby on the side that brings me fulfillment as well and something that I'll always do just for the fun aspect of it and the connection aspect of it more than trying to turn it into its own full-time thing. But it is something that you have to be ready for and it is something that you have to be the right fit for. You do have to be able to post content online. You do have to be able to get a little bit uncomfortable and be pushed and be able to be coachable and and take critiques and have conversation and connect every single week on phone calls and things like that. So if that is you, if you are looking to take your business to the next level, please reach out. Let me know. We can have a conversation just to see if we could potentially be a good fit to help you get to where you're trying to go and look at those roadblocks that you might be having. So super excited for you guys to get to listen to this episode. I'm going to quit rambling. Enjoy the conversation. Yeah, I got some late check-ins. That always happens, you know, it seems like, but went on a little walk and just having a good morning to myself, you know, nice. and as it works. So you cool. have a little, little free time. Cool. You feeling good? Yeah, dude. Nice, man. Well, uh, for the listeners, Kate, I'm super happy to have you come on today, man. Um, for everybody listening, me and Kate have been doing a little bit of work together through this year, through COVID and whatnot, as he's been transitioning to an online business. And it's been super cool for me to be able to be a part of it, man, and to be able to see your growth and everything that you've been able to accomplish so far. Um, the cool thing about it, I know we talk about it a lot, is you remind me of myself so much when I very first started that I think that we can have a, a really good and a really helpful conversation for other coaches looking to get in the space or people who are wanting to transition from in-person to online and that sort of thing. So I'm excited just to be able to chat about that today, man, and kind of dive into, into your story with kind of where you started, where you are now, and how things are progressing for you in your own coaching journey. Dude, I appreciate it, man. You've been a huge help in my process. Like just having someone out there as a mentor that's been through what I've been through or what I'm currently going through and have been successful in doing that. It's been definitely something that I always underestimated in the past and kind of put off forever, but it's definitely a game changer. So you've been, you've been a huge help, man. Yeah, I, I appreciate that, man, for sure. But like for the people who are listening, I'd love for you to talk a little bit about um, just your journey. Like before you started working online, what were you doing? Where were mm -hmm. you? What, uh, what did your life look like then compared to where it's at now? Where did it all start? Does that make sense? Yeah. So kind of like the coaching side of things of like where that began or just where I was in general with life, business, life, everything before you started. Yeah. So Dude, that's that's a long story to be honest, but it's something that I'm like I I kind of hesitate sharing my story just because I'm not a super open person and it kind of makes me uncomfortable talking about it. Like it just I don't like being open that way. So it's something sure. that I always hesitate sharing. You know, I'm sure you kind of understand you're similar that way, right? No, absolutely, man, one hundred percent. Um, but as far as like business wise, what were you doing mm -hmm. before you hopped in to? Yeah. And to be honest, I think it's something that I do need to share because there is some value like in my story and what I was doing and how I kind of transitioned into different things. And it's something that I think a lot of people can relate to, but we've talked I guess, a lot about that, not to yeah. cut you off, but like, that's a, that's a really good point to bring up right from the front is like learning how to be open and share the struggles that you've gone through and the things that you've had to deal with. Um, to get to where you're at now, we've had conversations about this where it's almost your duty or responsibility 
to share that with people, right? Because I guarantee there are a lot of people out there that are in similar situations to where you have been in the past. And for yourself, it's like, oh, people aren't going to really care about me just talking about myself because you're more focused on helping others. But sometimes learning how to share your story and, and get better at sharing it and get comfortable with it is what's really going to help people in the long term, right? Dude, that's, that's spot on. And that's what kind of make, makes it easier is like feeling like I'm almost obligated, like I've been through something and I've been lucky enough to actually learn from what I've been through. And I, I think it's kind of my responsibility, like you said, to share it with other people and kind of how I benefited from it. So I guess originally I was kind of introduced to fitness and, and going to the gym back in high school, just through sports and I grew up on a farm, so I was always, you know, a really active kid growing up. We grew up pretty close to each other, right? You were, yeah. were you in Preston or Franklin? Yeah, right in like, so I grew up in like Lewiston and Preston, right yeah. there, right next Little to farm me. country, right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so I grew up on a farm. I was always really active, and I didn't really get into the gym or really enjoy it until after high school. I moved away from home, ate way too much McDonald's, partied <laughs> way too much, and gained like a good 50 pounds, like the first year or so of being away from home. And that was the first kind of turning point, I guess, where I realized, you know, maybe I should focus a little more on my physical health. Like it's something that I probably should prioritize. This is my only body. Like we don't get second chances with this. So I started prioritizing my health a little more through just going to the gym, watching my nutrition and I enjoyed it, didn't fall in love with it by any means, um, but kind of throughout that process, like I met a girl named Anna. We, she's my wife now, so that's a little, little spoiler alert. Um, and not like a few months after meeting her, I got a phone call from another girl, and you might know where this is going, but it's a girl that I had been with a few months previous, and she told me that she was pregnant and that there was a chance that... I would be a father in the next several months. And so, dude, that hit me right in the bread basket. Like that was a life-changing phone call. I'm sure you can imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of, to be 100% honest, I kind of went into denial. Like I didn't truly accept that that was a possibility. I was like, yeah, like there's a chance, you know, but it's not, it's not for certain. So I didn't, I don't know. I, I kind of, it's not like I avoided the situation, but I did kind of deny it. And I just wasn't prepared for it. Um, So I talked to Anna about everything and she decided for some reason she saw something in me and she wanted to continue being with me and, and kind of see how this worked out. And so like with that stress on me, like going to the gym and fitness was one thing that I, I had got into before this entire thing, but it was something that just started grounding me through it all. Like I, I had this massive stress going on and I could go one of two routes. I could go into the partying side of things that I was in before and just kind of numbing the problems, or I could continue on this journey that I had started and focus on myself and focus on something progressing in some sort of way. And so I chose that route, the, the latter route, obviously. And um, from there, my parents were kind of going through a difficult time. And so like Anna and I were in a good position, but then my parents started struggling and they went through a divorce and, and on top of it all, Anna and I decided, you know, it's a great time to get a dog. So we got a dog. And so there's all this just hectic stuff going on in my life. And 
I, I still just had fitness that, that grounded me. Um, so after my parents got kind of separated and in a divorce, we actually lost our dog, Hank. And not too long after that, I got another phone call and got a paternity test and found out that, yeah, I was a father. And that was those two, those three things right there were the real turning points where I was, it was just kind of these life shattering moments where I, I never expected any of this to happen. And like, I was forced to grow up all of a sudden, all of a sudden I was, I was introduced to fatherhood and I was this dad and I had just lost my best friend, my dog, who I'm sure if you're a dog person, you, you definitely understand. And I guess from there, like that was really the point where I realized, you know, like fitness is something that as cheesy as it sounds, like it did save my life. It got me from where I was in kind of this super dark position to a position where like I, things were looking up for me and like things were, were going a little better. I kind of got obsessed with the process and decided, you know, I want to be a personal trainer and help other people find this thing in their lives that I found. And I, I was lucky enough to do that. And it kind of goes back to the responsibility thing. Like I found out that fitness is more than just the physical side of things. It's more than just looking better naked. It's there's mental benefits there that you don't really understand until you go through them firsthand. And from there became a personal trainer, moved up to Boise where my son and his mom lived, started seeing him more. We have him about half the time now started training people in person and just decided, you know, I want to create as big of impact as possible and show people what's truly possible with this and the real benefits. And so that's when I started my online coaching business and just started coaching people as many people as possible to show them the the real benefits. And I know that's a super long story, but that's the very shortened version and a lot more kind of went on, but that's the quick little summary. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. Uh, just for like, for context for everybody, how old are you? So right now I'm 22. Yeah, which is crazy because you've gone through a lot. It's almost like I view your story as kind of the hero's journey. And I'm sure that you don't, but like you get out of high school, you know what I mean? You get out of high school, everything seems to be going well. You probably start partying a little bit, enjoying, and then and like you feel kind of like you're at the top of the world. You know what I mean? Not much is going wrong. You're just enjoying. Things are going good. And then you had all these things start to happen that put you on the downward spiral. You know what I, you know what I mean? And a lot of people mm-hmm. from that point will choose just to let life continue happening to them. But for you, you reached out to me, you started doing things that you were more passionate about. You got into fitness. You looked how you could start up-leveling your life to get out of that downward spiral through your own self-awareness. And from having your parents get divorced to having your dog die, to finding out that you're going to be a dad with a girl that wasn't even the girl that you were in love with, like just a lot of stuff happened. You know what I mean? And instead of you letting life just continue to happen to you. What I can really appreciate and what I admire you for being honest is your ability to be able to be aware of that, adapt, get uncomfortable and try to do things that are going to start to push you in the other way. And you've probably never thought about it like that, but it's so true, man. I, that's something that I, I feel like you should know because like I said, a lot of people will let life just continue to happen to them. And I can really appreciate the fact that you chose to make happen, make life happen for you where a lot of people won't won't make that distinction. Yeah, that that means a lot, honestly, because I haven't I haven't thought of it that way. I've just thought of, you know, yeah, I have I've I've been through some stuff. Like I'm 22 years old. There's people out there that go through stuff all the time. So it's not like it's anything special or extravagant that I've been through. 
but kind of like we're talking about, like, I feel a sense of duty to share that fitness. It's not just going to the gym. It's not just lifting weights. Like there's this whole other mental side of it that it can get you through depression, anxiety, all these things that I was going through and know firsthand what it can do for you. I just, I feel a sense of responsibility to share that and, and try and help other people find that in their journey. So I, I really appreciate that, man. Yeah. And it's been cool because you've been able to turn it into a successful business at that point. And that's what I would like to chat about a little bit, just to dive into your story on the business side of things too. Um, because that's been cool to see from you at, through this year. Obviously I know your story as far as that goes, but before you started to move things in an online direction and really start to take that seriously, what was, where was your career at? Like, what were you doing as far as business? So like before I had moved to Boise to be close to Leo, my son, I was selling insurance for State Farm. And so like I enjoyed it. I worked with one of my best friends there and just a, a good crew of people. And I enjoyed it, but I there was always something missing where I didn't really love what I was doing. And that's something that I've always decided. Like I'm I need to find something that I actually love because if I don't love what I'm doing, I don't take it super seriously. I don't put my full effort into it. And that's, that's just how I am. But if I do love it, that's when I get a little OCD about it, to be honest. And, and so within that whole process, like I just realized this isn't what I love. It's good for right now. And then, and then that's when I like decided to be a personal trainer. I had all that other stuff going on and I moved to Boise and I started working at a gym up here called Axiom. It's actually, I believe it's the, biggest gym in Idaho, which it's got Idaho is pretty small. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, big, it's still, it's still a big gym. Yeah, for sure. And so, yeah, I started training there and like, I, I really loved, there's something about in-person training that's special, like just connecting with a person one-on-one face to face, but you're pretty limited. Like I was just limited to this one gym to the, even though there are thousands of members that go to that gym, that's still you're pretty limited. And so I wanted to be able to create just a larger impact and like reach more people. And right now, like a lot of the in-person training is transitioning into online training. And so that's when I had kind of reached out to you just through IG, I messaged you and I was like, Hey dude, like we should chat sometime. Or I can't remember exactly what I said, but just reached out and we ended up getting on a phone call. And that, that was honestly like one of the biggest things where I was like, what's holding me back from putting myself out there a little bit. That was one thing that quite honestly, like I, I, I think that was what held me back was just not wanting to put myself out there and just being scared of the judgment of others. And so I, I held off for a really long time, but after kind of conversing with you, you were the one that kind of got that ball rolling for me and just got me brave enough to inch out there a little bit. And then over time, like it got, didn't get easy, but I got a little more comfortable being uncomfortable. And that's, that's when I just started posting content and that's kind of where, where it all started. Yeah. Posting content, um, for you was the biggest thing, right? Like you had all Big of roadblock. the, <laughs> you had all of the knowledge that you needed to be able to help people successfully, but putting that out there to the world and especially for guys like us, like this is where I, we find a lot of similarities. We come from small towns, you know? And so like, it's kind of weird because everybody from your small town is following along to the content to your social media outlet. So you start posting all this fitness stuff and it can just bring out insecurities that when you know every people, everybody that you're going to see every time that you walk out in the public can just give it that weird feeling. 
you know? So getting over that hurdle can be super tough. And, and for you, like I remember first it was Instagram and then got you posting on Instagram more consistently. Then we pushed you to TikTok, got you posting on TikTok more consistently, then pushed you to starting a podcast, got you doing the podcast more consistently, then pushed you to start bringing people onto the podcast. Like it's, the point is it's not going to happen super fast, right? You don't have to jump into everything right up front. Like I think so many people think and to be successful, you're running a full-time online coaching business now that supports your family. You've quit the, the in-person stuff and it's all online and you're just starting to dabble into some of these other areas, but you started out by just getting consistent with one. And then as you got comfortable there, now you're comfortable. Well, now it's time to push that a little bit further and get a little bit more uncomfortable and take that next step to start putting my face on video, to start learning my story, to be able to share my story with others and just go up that ladder to eventually be able to be doing everything. But I think so many people, especially coaches, and I know I was in this position, thinking you have to do everything at once in order to start seeing success when really you can just start to master little things and, and work on the, that, those self-doubts in, sh- in smaller increments um, to get you to that end result of being that person who shows up online, who looks more confident, who can convey a message and whatnot. Yeah, man. I, I know we relate to like business and actual fitness so much, but there's, dude, there's so much in common. And that's another thing is like a lot of people get overwhelmed in their fitness journey, thinking that they have to start out perfectly. They have to be tracking all of their food. They have to be going to the gym like five, six times a week. They have to do all this cardio. They just have to be perfect with everything or it's not even worth starting. Whereas like the people that generally are successful for the long run and actually get into it they start with like smaller steps they start by going to the gym you know once a week and then they just focus on maybe implementing more vegetables instead of like tracking their calories every single day and it's it's just less overwhelming and that's exactly how the business side was for me it wasn't realistic for me to jump in and start you know, start a podcast right off the bat, start posting on Instagram, start like a YouTube, like I couldn't do all these things at once. But I could just start by like, getting out of my comfort zone just a tiny bit. And then from there, it's just about building on that a little bit over time. And like, if you would have told me that I would be on a podcast right now having an hour long conversation with another coach in the industry that I look up to and respect, like, I wouldn't, I would never have believed that because I'm not that type of person, but it's crazy, crazy what can happen once you start stepping out of your comfort zone little by little. Yeah. You end up turning into the person who you want to be without realizing it because it's so intimidating from the start, right? When you look at the broad picture of where you're trying to go and you think, oh man, I need to be this person now to turn to, I got to start acting this way to be that person. It can be super just overwhelming. And so I, I love that about your journey because you're exactly right when you're talking about f- relating it back to fitness too. starting slower and starting smaller with just little increments in lifestyle changes and habit changes and mindset shifts leads to you getting more comfortable with the thing that's making you uncomfortable. So then you can move on to the next one, then the next one, then the next one. And you start stacking these on top of each other and you look back and feel like you're just making these small changes over time but it leads into this huge shift. Like we've talked about a lot, your life today compared to your life a year ago from today, like how different is that? Dude, it's, it's insane because 
pretty much a year ago from today, like I, I wasn't really into the whole online coaching thing. Like that's when I had just started posting content. So it was when I had just inched out of my comfort zone. I was still training at the gym. I was still really comfortable there. And we, you and I weren't even working together at this point. We had just chatted a little bit and you kind of pushed me to start posting content. And that was, yeah, that's where I was a year ago. And it's crazy that within a year, like I can start posting all this content and like get good reactions out of people. And I, I was generally surprised at how, how it kind of took off. And I think I, I think I did hit it at good time with COVID hitting and people mm-hmm. did need genuinely needed help from like training at home and different things. And so I think I did get pretty fortunate that way, but it's, it's insane looking back on even just one year, as small amount of time as that is like the changes that can be made, not only like in business, but in, in your fitness journey as well. It's, it's crazy. No, absolutely, man. What about for you self doubts? What were the self doubts that you had going into starting this for yourself, like financially, just in terms of yourself, being able to support your family, all that kind of stuff. Where, where were your biggest insecurities? Dude, I I think this should be where are my biggest insecurities because I still, I still have huge insecurities. And I think, I think I always will. Like I, I don't think it's realistic to just be like, Oh, I'm hundred percent confident with everything from now on. That's, that's never going to happen with me. I, I have kind of this imposter syndrome that you and I have talked about. And I, I guess starting out my biggest, really my biggest insecurity, like we talked about was just fear of judgment from others because I, I really don't know what it is, but something about being raised in like the smaller town where everyone knows everyone and everyone kind of judges everyone in their own way. It's not just like you do whatever and no one really cares. Like everyone knows what you're doing and you know what everyone else is doing. Like mm-hmm. I think that did have an effect where I was really scared of judgment at first. And I still am in, in certain ways. Like that's what hesitated me from going on podcasts and bringing people on mine was just that fear of judgment. So that was a big one. Obviously financially, like it's, a huge risk going from training people in person where you're doing all these sessions per month and you have, you know, 30 or so clients that you're training in person and everything's well, and it's just more secure. You know, you kind of have clients handed to you because people come in, they get an assessment and they say, okay, here's a, here's a trainer. You can have a little consultation with him and you can work with him. And it's a lot different when you're on your own, you have to make your, you have to bring on your own leads and you have to go find people that really do want to work with you. And you have to just provide stuff that brings value to people that make them want to work with you. And so that was a huge one. Um, and honestly, just the financial side was scary. Like going from getting a set paycheck to everything's on me and like having, I have to have the self-discipline to sit down and work even though I don't have a boss right now, like I'm my own boss. And so those were kind of the thoughts that ran through my head at, at the beginning that definitely held me back for a long time. Absolutely, man. I, I can relate to all of those too. When you take yourself out of that nine to five world and you decide, okay, I'm going to follow this passion and I'm going to make it work. It almost strips you, strips the clothes off of you. Like you almost feel naked. You know what I mean? There's no more going to just the normal job that's going to provide the income and you can just live your life through monotony and just do 
the least that you need to, to at least get by without anybody noticing. When you turn to this sort of a thing, well, it's all on you. The less that you do, the less likely you are to break down the door and and start creating success and start um, getting noticed by potential leads and things like that, right? Like it comes down to having to put forth such a greater effort, which is a little bit scary up front. But what I would say is it starts to add a lot more value to your life and it starts to give you a lot more fulfillment and purpose. Like for you, when we first started working together to where we're at now, just the, the person that you are and the aura that you have, imagine if we were to do this podcast a year ago, you know, like it, you, you wouldn't show up as the same person because you're, I wouldn't show up in general, dude. I would, I would, <laughs> exactly. I would tell you I was sick or something like I yeah. would. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's pretty crazy. What can change in such short amount of time? That's for sure. Yeah, no. And it's been, it's been super cool to see, man. And like we've talked about a little bit. Um, you've been working with me through the past year, but I also know that you've hired your own coach to work with you on your fitness and your training as well. I'd love to talk a little bit about that. What's the purpose of that at this point? So right now your, your business is running well, things are going good. You have a full roster of clients supporting your family. You're still investing into mentoring now, as well as you've just invested into hiring a coach to help you with your own fitness and your own nutrition, your own training, your own nutrition. What's the point of that? And why do you continue to do it? Yeah, honestly, when things kind of started to skyrocket for me and my business was, I, I officially felt comfortable being on my own. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't tempted to just be like, okay, well, I'm, I'm set. I don't need a mentor. I don't need to, I don't need to really focus on progressing. Like life is good right now. I can stop right here and things are fine and dandy, but I know for a fact that if I would have done that right then, like just knowing what I've been through since then, the mental roadblocks that I've run into, like you and I talk about every single week of a lot of it is just like the imposter syndrome, feeling like I'm not adequate or struggles within the business that I need to progress. Like there, you're always going to run into something that you don't anticipate. And so I know that if I would have just said, screw it, I don't need a mentor anymore. Like, I don't know if I would still be doing this at this point because you, it's, it's kind of that grounding effect where you have someone it's, it's more than just accountability too. It's someone that has been through where you're at right now and is, is willing to take you through and not necessarily give you all of the answers, but help you get onto the next step. And, and I think that's the, the biggest value is having a connection with someone that's been through it and that is willing to, to help you through it. And yeah, without it, I don't think I would be here right now on this podcast. That's for sure. I can relate to that big time because I'm the exact same way. I work with people above me too, right? It's like this big um, link like chain, chain fence. Yeah, yeah, like a chain link fence to where like you're here, the person that you're working with is maybe a few, just a few steps above you. And then the next person is just a few steps above you. And it's like this, this fence that's like pulling everybody upward together. And it's fence of experience. Yeah. Yeah. To where it kind of just keeps everything moving in the right direction. And you can always get off of that fence, but then, then you lose that experience. You know what I mean? Then you lose that. And at some point I like, I don't think that people need mentoring forever. You know what I mean? I don't think you need a coach forever. I don't think you need a fitness and training coach. I don't think you need it, but I think you would benefit it if you find at least if you find the right mentor, like I know from what I've learned, like I I don't think I'm going to go without having a mentor just because 
I know there's something that it's always going to benefit me in some way, you know, does that, that make sense? No, absolutely. Cause the, again, there's always going to be somebody ahead of you. So I, I agree 100% with that. There's always gonna be somebody ahead of you that is going to be able to give you um, structure. I, I do think though, at some point, some people get to a point in their business where it's not necessarily about growing it anymore. It's more about fostering it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just getting to a point where you're farming the business rather than trying to always grow the business. And at that sort of point, some people get there, others don't. Me personally, I am growth minded. I don't like to, this sounds weird. I don't like to necessarily like foster or take care of something. I like to build something. That's where I get excited. Like that's kind of the entrepreneurial mindset too. I can kind of see that with you as well. You like the, the growth factor. You always get comfortable and you're like, Oh, I could just be comfortable here and hang out. But you know what? But then you get bored and like, all right, now I've lost my purpose. Like let's take this to the next step, you know? But yeah. for you too, like I know that you just hired Steve to start helping you, Steve Hall. I'd love to hear a little bit about that. Obviously you know everything about training and nutrition for yourself. You can do it for yourself if you want to, but what's the purpose of going and hiring that out um, to have somebody else take it over for you instead of just taking care of it alone? Yeah. I think there's two sides of this. There's the selfish side that wants it because Steve is a more knowledgeable guy. He's been doing this for, I don't know, 12 years, something like that. Like he, he definitely knows what he's talking about. And ironically, he was like the when I kind of got OCD about this whole fitness thing and started like just watching YouTube videos nonstop and listening to podcasts, probably honestly annoying the crap out of Anna. Cause <laughs> there's always something on in the background. Like he was one of the first dudes that I started actually listening to on, on his podcast. And he was like, at the time he was this like scrawny little British kid that mm -hmm. I, I don't know. He knew what he was talking about, but he didn't look the part. And then just watching like his journey, like, the dude's big now and like he he knows what he's doing inside of training and nutrition super knowledgeable um and i get kind of remind me what the original question was i got off on a tangent there no you're good man just the purpose of the purpose having, yeah, yeah having like a nutrition training coach when you could still do it for yourself yeah, yeah so on like the selfish side like i honestly wanted just to work with him in order to get better results for myself like because i know just having a coach in general, having someone else looking over my program and just having pretty much two minds on the same subject is more beneficial than just myself. Even though, you know, I know my body better than he knows my body. Obviously I know what exercise fit me best and like how my nutrition should be, where my maintenance calories are at. Like just having another mind on the subject is definitely beneficial. Um, so that was kind of the selfish side was just to, to see better results in myself. Um, and then on the other side, it was really, I've, I've kind of felt guilty for not being in my client's shoes. I guess I kind of have in a way with having you as my mentor, but that's on the business side of things. That's not the exact same as what I'm putting my clients through, how I'm coaching them, the stuff that they have to, to go through. And so that was the other side is like, I, I just needed to be in my client's shoes, it makes me a better coach. And I can already see that I have a lot more empathy for them and what they have to do and the things that they have to track and the things that they're going through and the struggles of not seeing as fast of results as they would like. And, you know, all those things that we all go through on our fitness journey, it just puts me in that position where I have someone else, you know, up there just kind of helping me along. And that's been the most beneficial thing so far as being in my client's shoes. Yeah. 
you're walking the walk instead of just talking the talk, right? Yep. You know how to do all of this for yourself, do your own program design, but holding yourself accountable to somebody else um, with your training and nutrition, instead of being able to let off the gas for yourself and find those different justifications, again, helps you be able to realize what your clients are going through, which is going to help you be more empathetic towards them and understanding, which in the long run is just going to help you be a better coach and be able to help your clients be able to get better results in the long term. Yeah. And honestly, like the, another benefit that I've noticed is just having someone holding me accountable that I'm actually forking out like an uncomfortable money amount of money to each month. Like that makes me take things a lot more seriously, like just tracking my macros, like a little bit too accurately. Sometimes like that's, that's one thing, like you can get a little OCD about it, but it does just make like things like dialing in my sleep, making sure that I have like a non-negotiable eight hours in bed every night know just little things like hydration all of those little things that you don't typically think about if you're just you know holding yourself accountable you start to really dial those in when you're paying someone to hold you accountable and you're actually legitimately like taking this seriously at that point and that's that's been a huge benefit so far as well yeah especially that's what i always say like that's where the the meat and potatoes is in coaching. You know what I mean? You can know mm -hmm. everything in the world, but being held accountable to what you're doing is the biggest game changer at the yeah. end of the day. And so again, just being in that same position as what you put your clients through and what you expect of them to have you be held to be expected of that of yourself by somebody else is only something that's going to be able to help you make tweaks to your own um, service that you deliver, your own empathy, your own messaging, your own conversations that you're having and, and your own expectations of your own clients, right? It just puts you yeah. in a better position to understand where they're at, which I think that is extremely important. And a lot of people miss and forget that that's the true value inside of coaching over than just the macros and, and the periodized training program over time, right? Because at the end of the day, all of that information, I say this all the time too, but all that information is online. If you want to go find out how much, where your macros should be, find a, a decent training program, that's all sitting there for you. Go find it yourself. But holding yourself accountable to it, as well as being able to make adjustments that are individualized to your situation from week to week to alter things to make sure that things are staying optimal and you're progressing week to week, that's really where coaching starts to become so valuable, in my opinion. Yeah. And I think... I think that's one thing that I always kind of took for granted was just thinking that coaching, like I, I guess I kind of saw my coaching service as being so beneficial because, you know, I, I do have knowledge around training and nutrition and I can build a good training program and a good nutrition guide for clients and it can get great results. But I, I really underestimated the power of, just having that connection with someone and then the accountability aspect. Like you could, you could honestly have a horrible coach and as long as they hold you accountable, like there's, there's something to do with the accountability, not saying that you should go hire a horrible coach just to hold you accountable, but just having someone in general to hold you accountable is huge. Even if it's not a coach, you know, even if it's just a friend or even if you just go and verbalize it or make a post on Facebook saying, you know, I'm going to do this and this, and that alone can hold you accountable. So dude, accountability is something that I've, I've definitely underestimated a lot in the past. Absolutely, man. So for you then, what would be like, this is kind of putting a, a big picture. You can go wherever you want with it, but for coaches and 
um, trainers that are out there that are looking to want to go online that were in a similar situation to you last year at this exact same time, what would your advice be to those types of people? Like first steps to start transitioning to get to a point to where maybe within a year or two years, everybody's going to go at a little bit of a different time frame, right? I feel like your, your journey was expedited a little bit because as COVID came around and whatnot, you're able to push through that and kind of capitalize on where the market was at. And I think it's there to stay though, honestly. I think the online side of things has been solidified to where people are getting better results through online training than they are through in-person training because there's the accountability and the nutrition aspect to it, right? So the industry seems to be shifting much more that way. Everybody in person is moving online, like you mentioned before. What would be your just general advice and starting guidelines to start making that transition um, if that's something that somebody wanted to do? Honestly, just send it because that's, that's <laughs> like grow a pair and send it because that's what that's where I was at. Like I, I just hesitated for so long and I didn't take that first step for so long. Like it was, it was months probably. I, from when I first had the thought of like, Hmm, this would be a good idea. This would be cool. Like I just, I never took that first step. And it's, it's the same thing with like taking the first step on your fitness journey. Like the hardest step is the very first one. There's some quote about like the, the, something about the, a journey of a thousand miles starts with the first step or whatever. Like, and it's, yeah, it's very true. Like I, if you don't start, you're not going to be able, you're not going to be good at first. Like don't expect yourself to like, just start and start putting out this phenomenal content and like swarms of people are just going to come at you for coaching. Like it's not going to happen like that, but it's not going to happen at all. If you don't start like you, so many people are afraid of, just failing that they don't realize that they're already failing by not taking action. And so I think the biggest thing is take action. Like you're going to improve over time. You're not going to be perfect. Just like, you know, in, in fitness or any other aspect of life, you're not going to be perfect when you start, but you have to at least start to get better. 100% man. I couldn't, I couldn't agree anymore with you. So for you, I ask everybody on the podcast this question when we're winding down towards the end it's kind of cliche and I ask everybody it but where do you see yourself going with how fit and where you're at now in a three to five year span where do you want that to get to that's a really good question man and we've talked about this a little bit and I think it's something that's still in the works to be honest and it's it's going to change over time but i I, I kind of have this, this foundation of where I want to be. I, I want to have a much greater impact than I do right now. And that's the main thing. Um, in the past, I've focused more on like hitting a certain revenue target and just making more money. But when it comes down to it, I just want, I want to focus more on being a better coach, providing a better service and, and really just doing everything I can to help a specific individual. And I know like the success of the business is going to come as a side benefit. So quite honestly, like when it, when it comes down to it, I want to just generally be a better coach and in life in general, like just be a better husband, father, all of those areas, but mainly on the business side, like be a better coach. And I know other things are going to come as a side benefit. Like I, I want to be able to have, you know, a couple coaches under me at certain points so we can create a bigger impact, just help more people. I want to get out, you know, possibly inch my way out into like creating YouTube videos and just 
branching out in all different types of content and keep progressing the podcast, bringing on more people like yourself and, and other people in the industry. And honestly, just continuing like having a growth mindset and, and trying to improve as many lives as possible. Absolutely. I love the foundation of that though. For you, it's just simply being a better coach. And as you become a better coach and you put all of that focus into being a better person for your clients, everything else stems and grows as a side side of that, right? Instead of thinking, okay, I need to make more money. Well, to make more money, I need to be a better coach or I need to just get more clients or whatever it may be. Kind of doing it without the fulfillment side of it. It starts to feel empty. You're just making more money for the sake of making more money. And that doesn't really lead to happiness, more happiness in the long term. It just leads to more responsibility and more headache and more stress, you know? So putting purpose behind it and, and having your foundation be because you want to be a better coach and that's going to impact these other areas of your life too, I think just speaks to your integrity and the type of person that you are and the type of coach that you are. Because I know that for yourself, sometimes like easy for all of us to get imposter syndrome, right? It's easy for all of us to think that, oh, maybe we're not adequate enough. Maybe we're not doing enough. Um, Maybe we're not the right person to be doing this job. But at the end of the day, if you have the right intentions, if you have um, the want to grow and you put the effort in to grow and to get better and to continue improving who you are and what you're doing and how you're serving the people that you're helping, then you're the exact person that's meant to be in the position that you're in. And that's something that I know we've talked a lot about and I tried to ingrain into your head, but I think that that can help everybody um, ingrain into their heads as well. If you are focusing on growing, if you are focusing on getting better, well, then you are the person for the job. You know what I mean? So it takes a bit of that, that mindset shift. So like I said, man, I'm, I'm super grateful to have helped you this far. And it's been amazing just to be a part of your journey and watch you grow and get to where, where you're at now. And of course you've been a client, but more than that at this point, you've definitely become a friend and somebody that, um, I really enjoy just being able to be around and, and watch your growth and, and help you. So um, I really appreciate you for coming on, man. It's been, been fun to have a conversation. Where can people find out more about you? Where would you like to push people to be able to follow along to your stuff, to listen to your podcast, all that kind of stuff? Yeah, dude, I, I really appreciate you because you've been, you've been a huge, honestly, the foundation of me, me growing and continuing um, this whole process. But as far as where people can find me, um, on Instagram is probably the easiest, just at Howell underscore fit. Um, TikTok is the same there. I know a lot of people are over on TikTok and that's growing over there. So there's, there's kind of some different content in each kind of realm. Um, so TikTok, Instagram at Howell underscore fit. Um, you can always shoot me an email with any questions that you have. I'm always happy to offer advice or just honestly answer any questions or help you troubleshoot. That's just Howell fitco at gmail.com um and then my podcast is the howl fit perspective i have another podcast that's similar to this one i have a lot of conversations like this and i'm just barely branching out into getting different people on the podcast and thanks to chaz helping me helping me get out of my comfort zone so those are kind of the the places you can find me as of right now absolutely well we'll have you back on in the future man i again i appreciate you coming on kate i'll talk with you soon brother thanks man